0: Hello friends and fellow seekers, welcome back to the Law of One Spiritual Advice Podcast. My name is L. Today we are going to be talking about how to understand your emotional triggers, shadow work, mirror work as it is sometimes called, uh, how we are all just looking at the world as a big reflection of self, everything you see is a reflection of your inner world, believe it or not. And we're going to talk about how indifference is not love and what is true compassion. You know, true compassion, not just pretending to be compassion. Compassionate and faking compassion towards others, but being a truly compassionate being. And I have a few quotes lined up for today. I have some from Quo and some from the raw material. So let's just begin with this first simple one. So this is from January seventh, two thousand eight, from Quo, and this is uh, what I'm going to be talking about in terms of what true compassion is in reflections of self. So they state the process of working with yourself is very important in the regard that once you have begun to have true compassion upon yourself, then and only then can you begin to have true compassion for others with all of their mistakes self-perceived and perceived by you. When you have finally fallen in love with yourself, then you can fall in love with others as well as seeing yourself and everyone else as sparks of the one infinite creator. End of quote. So maybe that's a good place to kick this off, in that it goes over most the most important parts of this whole concept, which is that everyone and everything is the one infinite creator. There is nothing else but the one creator. And the creator is a creature of love, let's say. And so when you perceive the world and you perceive yourself, you if, are, if you're perceiving it accurately, you should be perceiving it as love. And, you know, maybe to make it a little easier on your human mind, uh, seeing it as has distorted love <laughs> because that's what it is we are all distortions of the creator and I have to say that with the addition that of course we are all human and we're not perfect representatives of love, and so we don't see love everywhere. Of course we don't see love everywhere. That's why we're still here. If, if we were really mastering this whole seeing love everywhere, well, we actually would probably not be in this third density anymore, since that is the nature of the lessons of this density. And so we're going to talk about mirror work and shadow work and, and all those emotional triggers, but I think I just need to highlight once again this one part that I just read you, which is only then can you begin to have true compassion for others with all of their mistakes self-perceived and perceived by you. End of quote. It's that when you truly love yourself and you see yourself as a human who makes mistakes and, you know, you still choose to love yourself and truly love yourself as a, a being of infinite worth let's say then you know that as you make mistakes you learn and everyone has their free will process of learning and they have their own pace at which they will learn and so it's not necessarily up to you to control the pace of other people's learning even though you may see bad things happening within them and you may judge them to be doing bad things um, it's not that you're wrong in some of your judgments of others and their negative feelings that they bring up within you however only Only they are responsible for their actions. You are not responsible for their actions. You can only control the way that you see this behavior and your reaction to it. And your reaction to it, your reaction to other people, your reaction to the world, your reaction to things within yourself, those are triggers. Those—that That is the nature of your emotions. Your emotions essentially will bring up things within you that can't be hidden, right? We, we try to ignore things and pretend that they're not a problem, and then the emotions get <laughs> bubble up within us and they start... And they start to reveal parts of ourselves that are unhealed. Or another way of saying it is that it starts to reveal to ourselves where we are not seeing love. And so that would be the whole idea of shadow work, mirror work, reflections of self, understanding emotional triggers, is that you are understanding that every time you have an emotional trigger towards something, this is something within yourself that needs loving. It needs acceptance. It needs Attention. It needs light shone upon it within you. And as you begin to shine that light upon it within you, in terms of accepting yourself and and loving yourself wholly, then you may begin to love and understand and love others wholly and in a more truly compassionate way, not just being nice to other people. So continuing on, I'm going to read you a couple of paragraphs from Quo, the same date, January seventh two 2008, they state, each time you are able to move into a position of greater understanding of your own trigger points and reactions, you have gained part of that fragmented self that has been lost to the shadow side of self. And as you bring it into the light of your own attention, you are able to work with it and to help this feeling to become matured and ripened and begin to have more and more of a clarity and a purity. You are, in other words, refining the rough surface emotion so that it may penetrate deeper and deeper through the layers of enculturation, previous assumptions, and all of the various layers of your surface mind and the gifts that you have been given by your culture, your parents, and your teachers. Generally speaking, personal truth does not lie in the culture, the parents, or the teachers and what they have to say. For the most part, the seeker must discover his own truths and make them a personal credo. Therefore, these emotions, while not often pleasant to experience, have great value. We say this because we wish to encourage the seeker to work with that which he feels, not judging it, not condemning it, and not being indifferent to it, but rather giving it respectful attention, investigating it, and exploring it. Each emotion given this honor and respect will reward the seeker with more and more of a sense of surety as to who he is and to why he is here. In a way, as you work with emotions, you are reclaiming and reintegrating your whole self. You may think of your emotions as treasure. The surface emotion tells you where the treasure lies, and then you may sit with that emotion and consider how it arose. What was the trigger? What was occurring when you had that response of feeling unworthy or feeling angry? Sometimes the answer is very clear. At other times, the answer is not at all clear, and then you must dig as if for buried treasure sifting through your memory to find other times when you have had the same emotion. What were your triggers then? Compare them with what is occurring in the present, and you begin to see a repeating pattern. You begin to make more sense to yourself, and you begin to have more knowledge as to how you came to be the entity who is experiencing right now. This is true of all emotions, positive and negative. End of quote. So, there's a lot to go over there, which I feel it was actually pretty self-explanatory. I don't need to explain a lot of quo. They seem to talk more human-like. So, But at the end there, this is true of all emotions, positive and negative. That's worth highlighting. Uh, I think a lot of people think about their triggers as always being negative triggers, in that as you experience something and it brings up emotion and something to be inspected within you has to be of that negative nature which set you off. Um, But we also have positive triggers, right? So you can use emotion in the same way, in that as it brings up positive feelings within you, you can think of those as positive triggers. And that those are just equally as important as inspecting as to, you know, why, why why you why you're feeling these positive things brought up within you and what they mean to you and, and and dig deeper as to why that emotion is brought up within you. Does It It could still be coming from a less pure place or a more pure place, um, but of course the, the negative triggers are the ones that are, are of our main concern because we generally have so many of them. <laughs> and so it's as that negative emotion is brought up within you, you go within your memory, you go to the time where it was just recently triggered and you think, you know, what was it about that interaction with that other person or something? seen something in the world that that brought this, this strong emotion up within me. And if it's not incredibly clear, then what you would do is you try to think back to other times where that emotion has been brought up within you and the circumstances involved. And often, you know, the further and further you go back, you'll find memories where, you know, you've experienced maybe certain types of trauma or unfairness, as you may see it, uh, where you've, you know, haven't digested, that experience or that emotion fully and so you've held on to it and then as you see it in the world and you see it in others um, it actually brings up a, a fairly negative reaction in yourself and you know that is the nature of shadow work that's why it's called shadow work and and people with uninspected shadows and unintegrated shadows tend to lash out on the world. It's that really what they're doing is they're, they're lashing out on themselves. It's something within themselves that they're not accepting, they're not loving, they're not embracing as part of their whole self. And so when they see it in the world, they, they have to point it out and say, ha ha, this is not of me you know, this is your fault. (laughs) But in reality, uh, you know, everything is within themselves as they see themselves as also being potentially, you know, the the evil person and, and having those negative emotions within themselves that you know everyone has right then the more that they take accountability for that the more that they can love themselves and the more that they can relax about the outer world because the outer world will wag on as it will we can't control the outer world we can only let's say control ourselves and that is the only thing within our sort of purview is is that we have our free will we can't force the free will hand of others all we can do is try to be better people within ourselves and as we begin to love and accept ourselves we you know see the the world with with more loving and accepting eyes. And so Quo goes on to talk about how to interrupt the triggering process. And it's uh, also from the same session. So they state, skill comes in learning how to interrupt the triggering process. One does not wish to repress the emotion of unworthiness. The skillful seeker will welcome it as it welcomes all catalyst, and take it into the balancing process, paying attention to it, even emphasizing it, and then asking the self, what is the dynamic opposite of this emotion? In the case of unworthiness, the opposite is worth. Worthiness. And so, after one has experienced the unworthiness, one awaits its dynamic opposite, still in meditation, and asks for it and invokes it. And worthiness then flows into the consciousness with its own information. Why is the seeker worthy? Because the seeker is part of all that there is. And all that there is is unconditional love. The worth of the seeker, then, is infinite. There is nothing but worth in the seeker's true and deep nature. End of quote. And they're going into what's called in the raw material the balancing process. And so, as you are trying to work with these triggers within yourself, the the way to balance it properly is any emotion, positive or negative, you bring it within yourself, you amplify it, right? So, if you're feeling, as they used in the example here, unworthiness, you have the unworthiness triggered within you. Uh, well, then you you experience that unworthiness, and you know, basically, in meditation, like. You're sitting down and trying to digest thoughts okay so you know magnify the the unworthiness feel how unworthy you truly feel and go to the darkest deep depths of unworthiness and then once you feel you've experienced that spectrum fully of unworthiness now we want its opposite spectrum which is worthiness and so you maybe not as easy but you ask for worthiness to to present itself let's say and you try to invoke those feelings within you about how you are worthy how you are a being of infinite worth you are a being of unconditional love and therefore you know everything that you do is important and all is the creator and and all is of infinite worth and so you are an aspect of that Infinite worth, and you try to bring that up within you that all encompassing, accepting love. And as you're doing this, you now have like the full spectrum of worthiness/slash unworthiness. That's the balancing act. That's how you come to a truer balance, let's say. It's not in that you're just ignoring all the the negative, unworthy aspects of yourself and being indifferent to them and just pretending that they don't exist and only focusing on the positive and being what they call toxic spirituality, (laughs) right? We're trying to do balanced work here. So what we need to do is, is to understand with every emotion that comes our way, there is a polar opposite spectrum of that emotion. And the more that we understand the full spectrum of feelings, the easier it is to find the balance in between those two. And so we may choose where we sit within that spectrum rather than just being swayed by, by, by a lack of vision of the full spectrum of possibility. It's as you have that full spectrum of possibility within your vision, you can then choose where you sit and see where you sit within it. And when you see that unworthiness or worthiness in others, you are understanding it from the full spectrum, not just pretending that everything is, is of worthiness. You see the full spectrum of shadow and light. And I suppose some people may ask themselves, why would I even do this? What's the point? (laughs) Well, it is my understanding, specifically from the law of one, the, the raw material, is understanding the nature of the universe and the nature of the creator, that these things are true. And they give us four exercises, which sort of help to give understanding to why why we're doing this type of work. Why would we need to see the whole world as love? What's the point? Like, shouldn't we just continue on with our human lives and just try to get through each day? Uh, well, you know, we are here in the third density, the density of the choice, the choice of how to serve others or serve the self and in your intention. Um, but with that, you know, we can see the, the, the wider aspect of the universe and all of this is of oneness, law of one as it is called, right? So So it's asked in session 10.14 of the raw material, the Law of One, they ask what are some exercises that we can do to accelerate our progress towards the Law of One. And raw answers in four small parts here, and you're going to see how basically all of them are seeing the Creator in other things and in yourself, and you know the Creator is a creature of love, and so we are seeing the Creator, and we're seeing love, and you know that's what we're here to do. So they answer exercise one. This is the most nearly centered and usable within your illusion complex. The moment contains love. That is the lesson slash goal of this illusion or density. The exercise is to consciously seek that love in awareness and understanding distortions. And then just sort of cutting through a little bit of the other stuff. The conscious statement of self to self of the desire to seek love is so central an act of will that, as before, the loss of power due to this friction is inconsequential. Okay, so just wrapping that part up there, exercise one, the moment contains love. That is what we are here to do. We are here to see love. So like I said at the beginning, when you're not seeing love, well, then that is a distortion within yourself, something that needs to be loved and accepted so that when you see it in the outside world, it doesn't cause that trigger anymore. And then let's continue on. Exercise two, the universe is one being. When a mind-body-spirit complex views another mind-body-spirit complex, see the creator. This is unhelpful exercise. End of that part. Okay, (laughs) right, same idea here. Everyone is the creator, everything is the creator. And so when you see other selves, you see other people out there, you try not to see them you know, with the veiled eyes of like, oh, this is just another stupid person, right? No, no. They are also a being of infinite worth. You are interacting with the creator. And continuing on, exercise three, gaze within a mirror, see the creator. And of course, that one, you know, is pretty self-explanatory. It's a reminder to see yourself as the creator. Of course, in exercise two, we try to see others as the creator so that we can be more fair and honest and loving towards them. Um, and also, exercise three, gaze within a mirror, see the creator. We also are the creator. We are of infinite worth. And, you know, going back to the very beginning of this whole podcast, at the first quote, I believe... You know, exercise three is just as important as exercise two in that as you see the creator and you see love within yourself, it is much easier to see the creator and see the love in other selves. Okay, and then lastly, exercise four, gaze at the creation which lies about the mind-body-spirit complex of each entity, see the creator. So, (laughs) right, once again, they're just nailing it down to our silly logical human minds that, You are the creator. Others are the creator. We are here to see love in everything because the creator is love. And then also even beyond ourselves and other selves other people everything is the creator as as it is said in a, a different way they've also mentioned in a different quote it is impossible not to serve because everything is the creator so you no matter what you do whether you're doing selfish intentions or selfless intentions you know everyone is serving the creator because the creator is all that there is and so these are just sort of four exercises that help you see the creator and and see it as love and just reminders to the self of, you know, appropriate ways to act in our current density that we exist in. Okay, so I just have a couple of other small parts to get to, and there are obviously just going to be reiterations of the same stuff, but I've written down here, blockages of the heart equal the inability to see universal love. So Ross states in session 15.12, the center of heart, or green ray, is a center from which third-density beings may springboard, shall we say, towards infinite intelligence. Blockages in this area may manifest as difficulties in expressing what you call universal love or compassion. End of quote. And so, why I put that quote in here is because if you are looking out at the world, once again, you're not seeing universal love or compassion. You're not seeing everything with a compassionate eye. You're not seeing everything as universally worthy of love, right? Universal love means that it, the way I've I've reminded my brain to think about it is that, um, sure, you can love yourself and you can love other people that you know, but can you also love all the people that exist out there that you don't know, right? All of the people in the full spectrum of good to evil, If can you love those people, as, as infinite worthy parts of the Creator, as infinite worthy parts of the creation, each doing their part in this play that we call life. Well if you can see them with that universal love, that sort of true compassion, well then we are working with an open heart. When and that is like basically the in the goal of of this third density is to see things with, with love, with compassion, with universal love. So it, the more that you're not seeing it, well, the more that you have work to do within yourself, right? That's mirror work, that's shadow work. That's understanding your emotional triggers. As as you don't see love in the world, it will bring up emotional triggers within yourself. And my friends, you have been bestowed a gift, <laughs> right? Every time you get angry, a gift has been given to you. Now you can ask yourself, what prevents me from seeing this person with the eyes of love? What is within me that is stopping me from seeing them as an infinite worthy being you know, worthy of love. And, and, and you know, like I said, at the very beginning, like the person in your human mind, you can still judge them to be mean, like, of course, they're being mean, to, you know, some people are like that. Um, but it's more about how you see them, like, with what intention do you see them? Do you see them as victimizing you? Or do you see them as sort of lashing out because they aren't doing their shadow work? And And, you know, like, I, you know, maybe not the best word, but I sort of have pity on those people, right? Like, it's, it's a, a pity that comes from love but it's just it's like unfortunate like when you see somebody being angry and mean towards the world and lashing out at everything instead of seeing them as as like oh how dare you you know go out and victimize you're such a rude person I honestly see them with like like oh you know I kind of feel sorry for you it's like you know life must be hard for you and and so you know you're lashing out at the world and you know I'm so sorry my friend like I I hope you I hope I I wish you the best you know I wish you well like that to me is is a open-hearted intention way to look at things, and and is a sort of reflection of the purity within yourself. Is that that's why this whole culture with their victim mentality annoys the crap out of me. <laughs> okay, and so just lastly, this is pretty important. So indifference is not mastering shadow work. So sometimes when you some people think like, oh, I'm not being triggered. You know I am just indifferent to everything in other words like nothing really sways me one way or the other uh, well that's not actually you being balanced that's not you mastering your shadow work that's not you being a master of your emotional triggers seeing all as the creator and with eyes of love is the truer balance and so from raw material session 42.5 it is noted balance is not indifference but rather the observer not blinded by any feelings of separation but rather fully imbued with love End of quote right so just like i was just saying when someone's lashing out it's not that you feel indifferent towards them and have feelings of separation just like oh i can't deal with you like i I don't even want to understand where you're coming from like you know you're an idiot you know stupid person right oh okay no that's not (laughs) that's you kind of putting separation between you and the other it's uh, more can you see them with eyes of love and like they state here you know no feelings of separation but rather fully imbued with love and just to hit that home the final quote here session 42.2 they state If there is seen in the being a response, even if it is simply observed, the entity is still using the catalyst for learned teaching. In other words, just learning. The end result is that the catalyst is no longer needed. Thus, this density is no longer needed. This is not indifference or objectivity, but a finely tuned compassion and love which sees all things as love. This scene elicits no response due to catalytic reactions. Thus, the entity is now able to become co-creator of experiential occurrences. This is the truer balance end of quote. You know, that's a pretty complex quote. There's a lot of fancy words and (laughs) ways of putting things. But that's sort of the idea, is that as we are here to learn the lessons of love in this third density... You know, we're going to be given this catalyst over and over again from the creation about us, right? You try to run away from people, and and it's because they're always triggering you and annoying you. Well, you know, the creation has a way of finding you no matter where you are. What is it? No matter where you go, there you are. (laughs) Okay. So, as you look out at the world and you, you see a lot of negativity, right? You want to sort of internalize that. And, and inspect that negativity within yourself, which, which is stopping you from seeing this place as a creation of love and everyone just being distorted, you know, aspects of the creator just trying to do their best and live their lives. And although they live in shadow land, and it's very confusing here, uh, everybody is, is getting this same catalyst to try to open their heart because we're moving from the third to the fourth density. So we have our third chakras all somewhat working, and then we're trying to activate the fourth chakra the heart chakra so this catalyst is being given to every person on this planet and And the the intention of it being given to us is so that we may begin to open our hearts, and we may begin to see everything with the eyes of love. And so, eventually, maybe once you've finally done that, right? Then this density is no longer needed, and you'll move on from here. It'll pass away, and you'll move on to the fourth density, and you'll get to experience what true love and understanding is. Um, You know, true understanding, not just this sort of faithful understanding because you know when you're in the fourth density it is my understanding that the veil lifts a bit and you get to see the real reasons for things as opposed to now where we're behind the veil and everything is sort of shadowed from us and you kind of have to take what i'm telling you for example on faith right like there's not like i can't prove this to you and so that's sort of the difference between the third and fourth density but Basically, once you're here, once we're all here, you're here listening to this, you're human, you're going to have triggers, you are imperfect, right? Imperfectly perfect. And as you begin to love yourself in a more true and pure manner and seeing yourself as a person who makes mistakes but who forgives yourself for those mistakes, then when you see those mistakes out in the world... You're not so offended by them. You, you begin to, to start to see them with eyes of love, because you forgive yourself when you make those mistakes, and you know that as you've made all of those mistakes, you've still made it to your heart eventually, and as it will go with everyone on this planet, eventually, no matter how hard they try, uh, they will eventually make it to these same understandings. You know, there's a lot of stubborn people out there, and they may have to do it in another lifetime, <laughs> but everyone is moving in the... The direction of spiritual evolution, and that is towards an open heart and to seeing everything as love. And so, my friends, I hope that this helps you with your shadow work and trying to, you know, be kinder to yourself and trying to understand yourself. And as you understand and love yourself, that the world becomes an easier place to see and to interact with because it's all just reflections of yourself. No matter what you see out there, you can only see it from a mirror off of your brain and your perceptions. And so as your perceptions are less pure and less focused on love, well then so will the reflections that you see out in the world. And so I just wanted to express that to you today because a lot of people were telling me they never really understood mirror or shadow work, and I thought this was a a good topic that we could sort of just describe a whole bunch of aspects of the law of one and really what's most important here, which which is that shadow work, it's that balancing work, it's trying to find a truer balance within ourselves and seeing the love out in the world and seeing the love in ourselves and simultaneously that reflecting you know out at the world and reflecting back and and just basically allowing you to see things with truer vision with truer eyes because in this in my understanding That is what is true, is that everyone is the creator, everything is the creator, the creator is a creature of love, and as distorted as the love sometimes seems out there, it is still love. And so we must see it as love, not put a separation between us and it and pretend that, you know... It doesn't exist <laughs> okay my friends thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed the podcast if you did or even if you didn't i don't know you know appreciate my work give it a like it helps it with the algorithm helps other people begin to see it subscribe to the channel if you'd like to hear more and if you would like to support my work in these endeavors then i would really appreciate it if you jumped on my patreon you can do that at the and scroll down to the support section there's also paypal you can do recurring payment one-time payment, whatever. I like to give all of this information out there for free because in my understandings, that is an aspect of an open heart is freely giving. And so I put myself out there, all my vulnerabilities into this podcast and freely given, and I'm open to freely receive if you feel this was valuable. So thank you everyone for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Take care.